We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures began as a seed about two years ago, a burden to encourage and bring the gospel to the disability community on the East Coast. Shortly after moving to Arizona, that burden developed into a nonprofit ministry and podcast by February 2019. Even though our podcast is barely six months old, our audience has gradually grown from friends with chronic diseases and disabilities to people around the world who are broken and hurting beyond all comprehension. Our desire is to point each and every one to the only one who can offer hope, that's Jesus Christ. It's hard to believe that it's been six months since our first podcast episode was launched. Can you believe it's been six months? No, I can't. It's been such a delightful journey, and the time has flown very quickly, and yet here we are today, concluding season one. While we're wrapping up a season, we're already looking forward to the next, and I believe the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. We want to thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in so faithfully week after week. Listeners from all over the world, India, France, Belgium, Australia, Ireland, China, Singapore, and the United States, just to name a few. Most of you we have never met, but we are honored that you've let us be a part of your life. To those who've been instrumental to BVHT, we owe you a deep debt of gratitude as well. Dr. Alan Brown, pastor of Parsippany Baptist Church, and Pastor Lawrence Brown from First Baptist Church of North Conway are on our advisory board. They've given us a lot of good counsel and direction for the ministry. Cliff Shire is our voice talent, introducing and closing out the show. Jessica Whitten composes our background music. Kim Van Donk has contributed content and helps us keep up with our BBHT podcast Facebook page. And so many godly believers have volunteered their time and testimonies, encouraging us to stay focused on the Lord. We couldn't have come this far without all of you. Several have chipped in financially. No amount given has ever been too small or unappreciated. God has used your gifts to provide equipment for the podcast, cover website fees, and expenses running a nonprofit. Also, we've used it for contributions to special needs outreaches here in Arizona. Thank you with all our hearts. If you've ever been abused or ashamed of past failures or just feeling the effects of disease and disabilities, you understand that life is often dark and hard. Sometimes it appears there'll never be relief. And where do we turn for hope? Well, as believers in Christ, in the midst of all that suffering, the best choice we can possibly make is to trust in the steadfast love of our God. Lately, Tabitha, you and I have been thinking a lot about Luke 4, verses 16 to 21. Mm, Yes. This passage tells us, while Jesus was in his hometown of Nazareth, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. There, in the place of the assembly, as was the custom, he stood up and read scripture. The scroll of Isaiah was handed to him, and he read a portion of Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, 
because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has set me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When he finished reading those scriptures, he sat down and declared, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. There are so many things that jump out at me each time we read through this. I would imagine everyone that had gone to the synagogue that day thought they were going to another normal gathering on a Saturday, but it turned out to be so much more than that. That passage had been written approximately 500 years prior, and then suddenly Jesus announces this glorious message, today the scripture has been fulfilled. Great. Wow. Their jaws must have dropped and hit the floor to hear <laughs> that this prophecy is now fulfilled. It must have been quite a shock. Look at everything Jesus says he's here to do. One, preach the gospel to the poor. The gospel is good news. The gospel is good news to believe. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and to set at liberty those who are bruised. You know, for any of us who have ever been captive to sin or pain or any situation in life that is crushing, Jesus is the answer. Mm. This is the truth that shines through every bit of sin, grief, and agony. Christ has set us free. There is hope in him. There is strength in him. There is joy in him. Amen. Well, this passage is dear to me because of experiences God has carried me through. Most of you listeners know I have a rare progressive muscular dystrophy my symptoms change, and my condition is gradually deteriorating. And yet, even in my severe physical weakness, God has showed me time and time again, He is more than strong enough. It's by His strength and through His grace, the Lord has poured out extraordinary blessings on my life. He's walked me through several dark valleys and proved that he accomplishes good. When I think of those dark valleys in my life and the ways God has shaped my character, strengthened my faith, and extended his love to me, it just brings me to my knees in awe and gratitude. It's, again, because of the strength and grace my Savior lavishes on me, I was able to serve in India for several years. My ministry there was full of adventures. It was a very productive ministry, very fulfilling. But in the middle of all that, I had to return to the States for what would be my second major operation. I had developed an open bite. Open bite means even when the mouth is closed, maybe the lips are touching, inside the mouth, the upper and lower teeth do not and cannot meet. Some specialists examined me and determined that jaw surgery was needed to reshape and reposition my upper and lower jaws using plates and screws. At that time, we still didn't have a name for my disability, but the doctors had enough insight to see that my muscles were not able to hold my bones in place. And therefore, they could understand that my jawbone and teeth would continue to shift if it wasn't taken care of. So one of the first steps to prepare for the operation was to wear braces. At that time, I was among the thousands who had lost my insurance. 
And any of us who have had any kind of dental care, we know it isn't cheap, right? Yeah, exactly. So I decided just to take things one step at a time, go ahead and meet with an orthodontist, and then figure out how to proceed from there. Well, God gave me a remarkable gift that very day in the orthodontist's office. When she heard my story, all about my work in India and the upcoming surgery that was needed, she was moved with compassion. And not even 15 minutes into our conversation, she said, I want you to know, as long as you are under my care, all fees are waived. Your care with me will be completely free of charge. Wow. This happened almost 10 years ago. But each time I remember her generosity, God's way of meeting a huge need in my life, it just still brings tears. I wore braces and went through five minor surgical procedures to prepare for that jaw surgery. When I started, I had no idea when the operation would take place. It was all a matter of waiting for the braces to do their job. The doctors needed to work on me about every six weeks, and the procedures I went through often knocked me flat for periods of time. So life really slowed down for me. It almost felt like God had put me on a shelf. Who, who enjoys being confined? Who enjoys uncertainty about the future? It was, it was a tough time, but... Two years later, the day for jaw surgery finally did arrive. That operation had some complications, but God had given me a wonderful surgeon, and he was able to work through those unexpected setbacks, and in the end, it was successful. My jaw was wired shut for over a month. That didn't stop me from talking, by the way. (laughs) But obviously, it did prevent me from eating solid foods. And I had to uh, gain my nutrition through drinking protein shakes and things like that. Sounds delicious. (laughs) But God preserved my weight, which has been a challenge for me. I'm small. Inexplicably, though, I lost more ground physically My jaw healed well, but the rest of my body was significantly weaker. And so for a period of time, it was questionable whether or not I could or even should go back to India. But you know what? Our God majors in turning bad into good. A lot of very good things came out of that surgery and the recovery period. The mobility I'd lost was never regained, but the Lord still paved the way for me to return to the ministry and the people I dearly loved, and that trial became a mantle of praise. We serve a great God. He asks us to believe that he's paid the price, and he'll exchange our sinful, filthy rags for his righteous robes. God made Christ to be sin. Christ, as though he were you and me, bore the wrath of God that we deserved. And when he cried, it is finished, the price of sin was fully paid. And when we place our belief in Christ, accepting that he has paid the price in full, God gives us eternal life. He drapes us in his righteous robes. Our entrance to heaven is by his righteousness, not our own. 
There is a great comfort and security knowing our salvation can never be revoked. So when we are worried about our finances, our health, or feeling we have failed too often, remember to turn your eyes back to Jesus. Seek his righteousness, not your own. What an incredible exchange. His righteous robes for ours. Yes. And that's not the only exchange Jesus offers. He tells us that there will be beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Earlier this year, at a Voice of the Martyrs event, we had the joy of meeting Gracia Burnham. If you'd like to hear her testimony, check out episode 7, titled, In the Presence of My Enemies. This testimony will certainly be a blessing and a challenge to your hearts. Gracia was held captive for over a year, endured unfathomable evil, and faced tremendous loss. And yet, God took the ashes of her life and replaced them with hope and beauty. By God's grace, she's not only forgiven her captors, but she also participates in a ministry of extending the gospel to them. Catherine Brown, Dr. Stephen Hunsley, Greg Whitten, Becky Vaughn, these are just a few of the testimonies that have been shared this year about how God took heartbreaking, devastating situations and turned them into something glorious. And how about the oil of joyful mourning? Just last month, Jay, Sue, and Daniel Stratman shared their story with us. You can hear it on Our God of Hope, episode 15. Daniel was brain injured through a surgery that went very wrong. The Stratmans faced unthinkable heartache over this, but God intervened, and now they are among the most joyful Christians we know. Adina DeLitlo and Rob and Heidi Fuller are a few other precious believers who gladly share how God turned their sorrow to joy. Yes. God gives us a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. I appreciate Pastor Kevin Thompson, Daniel, John and Diane Barr, Tyler and Rebecca Thornton, and Alan Decker, all of whom have given us great insight on disability ministries. In episode 14, Michael Alder shared his journey with us of seeking to know the true Christ. He went through some difficult times in life, some physical afflictions, and some emotional heartaches. In the end, he discovered full and complete joy in Jesus. Isn't it incredible? Some of the most godly people we know are those whose lives have been scarred by trials and pain. Some are confined to home and bed, dealing with relentless pain, and yet these sufferers radiate joy, the joy of Jesus. And you know, Paul, our hope has been to minister to those hurting, but we're discovering that the beauty of their lives ministers to us. Yes, we are. Their attitudes towards suffering prompt us to praise God. God gives us beauty joy and praise, so that through him we may be oaks of righteousness. The oak tree is inspiring, mighty, tall, firmly rooted, and durable. Dear listeners, maybe you are facing severe battles. Maybe you feel like life is ugly. Don't lose heart. Whatever storms are blowing, remember Jesus is greater than any enemy, bigger than all of our fears and problems. Keep your heart fixed on Christ. His grace will lift you up. But I know they're not to see Many lonely faces Of the people around me Going round in circles With nowhere else to
go looking for some answers to questions they don't know. I know someone real who's satisfied. The emptiness they try so hard to hide. Jesus says, "Come, take water for a thirsty soul." I know you've lost your way, cast away. I can make your life whole. Jesus says, "Come, my grace will lift you up. My love can drown your fear. My arms will hold you safe." Jesus. hidden treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org.